Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Father Knows Something. Now, Morgan decided to have a little fun, so she decided to go reach back in my past just so you guys get a better idea of Dad, that she wanted to know more about her dad. She brought his best friend of 40 years on the show. So on the show with us is what we call Uncle Jimmy. It's my friend Jimmy. We have been (laughs) friends since uh, 1984. We have gone through a lot together. We have been um, ups and downs and through the woods, and we are still here, and we're great as you know, far as far as we are. But uh, Morgan said Uncle Jimmy is going to have some stories, and I'm going to through our through our episode and talking and helping people. There might be stuff that might uh, might be good. So I'm going to let uh, Morgan yeah. take it from here. How did you guys meet? College, kind of like your brother introduced you guys. His brother, mm, no. not exactly. Um, we met because uh, Jerry and hi everybody. By the way, I'm Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Jimmy. They want Uncle Jimmy. You got to be known as Uncle Jimmy. Uh, Jerry and his family bought. Uh, were liquidators, and they bought uh, International Harvester in Louisville, Kentucky, where I'm from. And we have a few mutual friends, and one of the mutual friends uh, said, Jerry, you're going to be going to Louisville? I was in the fraternity with this fantastic guy, and... (laughs) I don't think the word fantastic was part of it. Oh, really? That's, that's kind, of the way I, kind of the way I remember it. Okay. Uh, I could see it. I could see it. Good guy. Good guy. Great guy. And he said, when you go to Louisville, you need to see Jimmy. As a matter of fact, give him a call before you even get there. And when Jerry was getting ready to come into town, he gave me a call, and I'm thinking, who is this guy? But I really think highly of our mutual friend, and... So we had a great conversation on the phone, and when Jerry flew in the town and he went to his uh, hotel, my father and myself went to the hotel to uh, uh, to see Jerry, and we saw him probably probably within fifteen minutes after arriving at the hotel. We met him in the uh, in the bar at the Silback, and it's the same hotel, the Silback Hotel, that was. Featured in the movie The Great Gatsby. That's where. That's so crazy. That's where Daisy got married. Not, oh my gosh! Not, not to the star of the movie, but to mm. her her first husband. Yeah, that is wild. Yeah, we we have people ask on the show a lot of like, how do I make friends? Like, how do I branch out? So, it's cool hearing that story. And like, I think some of my best friends I've ever made have been because of mutual friends too. So it's always nice to like use your connections and introduce people. I love hearing that. My Uncle Jimmy is also the reason that I got on stage with Justin Bieber. That was all because of and, you. And we have a link for that. We do. I saw you shared it with someone. Yes, I shared it. I'm at like, your, oh my gosh. I shared it at your birthday the other night. And I went onto YouTube. You did? And I searched for Justin Bieber and Morgan. Oh my gosh. And voila, there it just popped up. <laughs> yeah. No, you made you made Kentucky really special. My Uncle Jimmy is a big fan of horses and going to the track. And so we'd always go on the backside of the track. And I met a lot of famous trainers and jockeys, Dwayne Lucas, Jerry Bailey, got to feed all the ponies. I mean, I'm petting these derby winners and like they were my horse in the back field of my house. And, and we have pictures of that. Yeah, lots of pictures. So 
we've had some good times with Uncle Jimmy. Well, let's jump into these stories. So I'm not sure what the theme is really going to be yet. I have good write-ins and people that really need some some good advice. And I would say overall, they're kind of stories where people are wondering, like, what the heck do I do next? I'm dealing with these big feelings, big problem, and I just don't know what to do. So any advice would be helpful. So we're going to see how it goes. I'm in my chair. Are you buckled up? I'm in. got the seatbelts on. You buckled up? Ready to go. Okay. Okay, so up first. Hi, FKS family. Thank you for taking the time to read this. I started listening to Two Hot Takes during my breakup, and it really pulled me out of some of my saddest days. And once I was done binging, I jumped over to Father Knows Something and loved it just as much. I, female 25, was dating my ex, male 27, for almost two and a half years, living together for over a year. There was one night where he was drinking with coworkers 45 minutes from our house and drank too much and couldn't drive home. He said he was staying with his brother. However, he turned off his location and came home the next morning claiming his location stopped working. Fast forward about a month and he calls me crying, telling me that he had spent the night at one of our best girlfriend's apartments. She lived alone but claiming that nothing happened, he just slept on the couch. Safe to say, I couldn't get past this break of trust, and I ended things, moved out, and now I just signed a lease in my dream city, living with my best friend. I couldn't be happier with my next move, but I can't stop getting down on myself over what happened. I cut both out of my life, but I don't know how to get over being hurt and betrayed by two people I loved so much. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And certainly you were betrayed. And I really want to commend you for what I think is doing the right thing and cutting it off right when that happened. Because if it was true that nothing happened between them, there would be no reason at all for him not to have called you on the phone while he was there to explain that you're going to crash on the floor, it's not a problem, or if you want to come pick me up, that would be fine, or if you want me to take an Uber and come home, that would be fine. But to give you the option of how to handle it. Instead, there was lie upon lie, and obviously the location with the cell phone is ridiculous. So I, I commend you with what you did. And instead of a feeling that you can't get over it, you should be feeling that you're making the right decisions and the way that you're going on with your life is is correct. And you did everything right. Absolutely. I think this is like the most ideal way I've heard this sort of situation handled. This is, I agree. I commend you. Yeah, she had dignity. She held her dignity. Dignity. You held your dignity, and uh, you you just didn't take any shit. Period. Done. Yeah. And you've said, "Hey, this is a wrap. I'll find someone that I can trust, and I 
I can uh, I can be with and move on and go forward. And far as your girlfriend goes, I we haven't heard any comments what what her story was in this whole thing. But needless to say, I'm sure you did. Oh, I got it. I got the info. Oh. So we do have additional info that says, I spoke with the friend. She told me the same story as him. She tried to connect with me afterwards, but I just didn't have the capacity. Nor do I want friends like that in my life. I am currently in therapy and have been prior to all of this happening. I do suffer from anxiety and depression, but have been meeting with my doctors more frequently since this happened. And then their ideal outcome is would be to move to my new city and not think about either of them again. I know that it is unrealistic, but I guess at best to feel more confident in myself and what I deserve. You said it all. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any more that anyone can say to that. Well, and I think there's so many other things that could have happened, right? You have one, he lied and said he was staying at his brother's. And then he shut his location off, which is all of this is kind of pointing towards they were talking. There was some lead up. This is all a little calculated. So their whole story of like, oh, nothing happened. I find it hard to believe. And even if it was unexpected that he stayed there because it was a last resort, your friend could have called you. He could have gotten on his phone and called you and said, hey, oops, I'm staying at her place. I don't have any other options. Uber. I mean, we live in 2023, not 1990. Uber and cell phones exist. I mean, this is this is kind of cut cut and dry. Yeah, I so. I've, I've, I have. I mean, the only the only disagreement I had there is 1990. It wasn't it wasn't that long ago. It's not that long ago. <laughs> but, but did but, Ubers exist back then? No, we didn't have Uber. Did we you had have a, a cell phone with smart apps? I think we had a cell phone back in 1990. We did. Yes, we did. I, the I Nokia absolutely submarine. had. <laughs> I call it the submarine because it was the original Nokia phone with snake on it, and I put it in the bathtub. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. We, we definitely had cell phones, but that, that was just funny how you said it. But I'm everything gonna... else you said it was absolutely accurate, and I I applaud your the way you handled it and mm. your maturity to it. And just there will be new new people out there. You're going to make friends that are going to not disappoint you, and you're smarter for it. Oh my God! Do you guys want to see a picture of what a cell phone looked in 1990? Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Is it going to make you feel good? Oh yes. Oh the brick. The brick. That is not a cell phone. That is a cordless home phone. That's the brick. That's called the Motorola brick. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but they I'll, don't. They don't get to see it. Sure I'll post it on YouTube. I'll post it. It's fine. They'll see it. It's the all brick. good. Um, any, and it was heavy. Yeah, yeah. Looks like it weighs a ton. Any advice for moving to a new city and taking advantage of it? How do you go about that? I've only done that. Uh, a couple of times. Uh, one, when I uh, went to college at Oxford, Ohio, Miami University. And the second time was seven years ago when I moved away from Kentucky, from my old Kentucky home, and moved to Florida to be uh, close to my father. And um, my father and I have been, you know, we were in business together all, all of my life and uh, for most of my life. And I was always very close to my dad. Best friends. And, uh, but uh, he uh, moved to Florida uh, many years ago. And, um, and even though I would go to visit all the time and talk to him on the phone all the time, it wasn't the same as being able to see him whenever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he had been uh, asking me 
hey, when are you going to make the move and come on down to Florida? <laughs> so finally, there was nothing else uh, keeping me in, in Kentucky. And I decided to make the move seven years ago. And that was probably the best thing I ever did. Uh, when I go into a new environment and a new city, a new place, um, I find that right at the moment that that I arrive in a new situation, that's the the easiest time for me to make friends, to reach out, to have new experiences. Sometimes when you're in the same place for too long, um, it gets a little stale. And so, but at the time when I'm in a new situation, that's when I guess I feel the most outgoing and uh, extroverted and can uh, meet new people and do new things. And I would just Put yourself out there and do it right away. Yeah. I did all the above. I joined, uh, I got involved in the Chamber of Commerce when I moved to Duluth. Interesting. <laughs> I got involved in different uh, community uh, areas that were that were there. I got involved, met people. I found the local hangouts. I certainly okay. went there. I, I became, uh, you know, you start seeing the regulars, you see people who are, vivacious as well. They're usually, they attract a lot of people. So you, you network through all that. So I had no problem networking. Anytime I went to a community, mm -hmm. I networked immediately. The first thing I did was network with, with Jim and his dad. And then I, together, we started networking with other people and we, be, through where he lived, we, be, we, you know, Don, we became friends and through, yeah. the, through people that came to my, you know, to my auction, uh, we became friends with their families, you know, be John and that whole thing. So you start growing and growing. And in yeah. Duluth, it was, we, I made a whole life in Duluth as you are, you were witness to yeah. with the friends that I had in, in that environment. So I think too, especially if you're young, I think like little social get togethers mm -hmm. are amazing. Uh, my birthday is one example, but we also, Justin and I, I learned it from him. It's like wine night. So everyone brings their own bottle of wine. It can be a baby bottle. If you're not drinking alcohol, you bring whatever you want to drink. But you come with yourself and a friend. And it's almost like this like networking event amongst mm -hmm. similar like-minded people. And I kind of did that for my birthday where I I wanted my close friends with, but I also have like kind of kept to myself and been a little bit of a, a hermit the past couple of years. And so I really took this as a chance to like invite people I'd met maybe one time by going to a Pilates class with them and I had their number. And I was like, hey, feel free, bring a friend. And a couple of the girls that ended up coming that I'd literally met one other time, I like now know like are gonna be really good friends going forward. Well, that's super interesting because like in the story that we were talking about in the beginning when Jerry and I met, uh, that was total networking that was mm -hmm. jerry was there it was it might be possible that myself or my father or the two of us could be a resource for jerry could to help him yeah and as it turned out uh we just hit it off immediately became instant friends and literally spent every day together for the entire time that he was in louisville which was uh, a year a year yeah so i guess moral of the story here is you have no reason to feel down on yourself over what happened. None of it is her fault at all. And None. enjoy your new city. Stay busy, network, get connected, and 
just take advantage of it. Yeah. I mean, everything happens for a reason. I always believe in the universe. So, you know, you, you, you had an experience, you learned from it. You guys, you learned early on that the two of you didn't belong together as, as a couple, uh, for, for the rest of your life. That doesn't mean you guys can't, uh, have an association on some level. If he gone, well, I, again, we don't, that's good, but we don't know, (laughs) uh, you know, where their relationship lies going forward after, after they get through that, if there was something else or that was something, I mean, I, you know, you just don't know on this stuff. Yeah. Well, I agree with Morgan. I don't see any reason to, to have anything to do with them. No, I think there's, it's hard cutting people out. I think some people do move past and become friends again. But I look back at some of the people and it's like, what's the point? Like, you weren't good to me. You right. don't You're deserve lying. my kindness, my energy, my love anymore, mm-hmm. even on a platonic level. So you know, as hard as it is, I think you made the right choice cutting both of them out of your life because both of them betrayed you. It's it's not worth it. Life is too short for shitty people. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay, moving along. So this next one has a little bit of a title for us. It is titled, My Husband's Family Hates Me and We Got Married Without Telling Them. I am also pregnant. I'm not sure how we should tell them. My partner and I have been together for two and a half years. We are both 25 and have stable jobs and live in a house we are in the process of buying. His parents have hated me since he broke up with his previous girlfriend and we immediately started dating. There was no overlap though. His parents have never come around to me and talked badly about me as a partner. After he proposed, they forgot for multiple months afterwards We started planning a wedding, and I found out I was pregnant a year after getting engaged. My family lives in Las Vegas, so my partner and I decided to fly out for a week, visit with them, and we got married while we were there. His parents do know about the pregnancy, but don't know we got married. I am not sure how to tell them we got married, too. Ideal outcome? They can accept me as his wife and long-term partner, as well as our family as it grows. It's hard for me to relate from the standpoint that the relationship that I had uh, with with my parents, as well as after my mom passed away 30 years ago of cancer, and my father remarried, and the woman that he re- he married was also awesome, just like my mom. And so I've always had parents that were great. Um have you ever had any in-laws or like girlfriends, parents that just despised you though? No, I've you never been, I've never been very lucky uh, with the with the with the <laughs> women with the women that I dated. I always got along extremely well with with their folks. My advice though would be that you have chosen a life with your husband. Your husband has chosen a life with you. The problem that his parents are having with you is their problem. And if anybody should be doing something about it, it would be your husband. It's not up to you to tell them that you're married. It's up to your husband. Your husband, their son is keeping the secret that you're married. It's it's not anything, there's really nothing you're going to be able to do to change their mind. It's It's really 
a conversation that your husband needs to have that, look, this is my wife. She is my life from now on. And we would love you to be a part of it and to accept her as a daughter. And if you don't, then fine, you're, you're out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's me personally. I always think it's very important where each person in the relationship is responsible for handling their family of origin. Like it shouldn't be her responsibility to tell his family, like they're going to love him unconditionally. Let him rip the bandaid off. I, yeah. Kudos. Good job. Okay. I'm just, I love this. This is perfect. This and is the great. only thing the only thing that I would really offer to to add to all that is if the parents were respond uh, responsive to you and in respect of you and your husband's relationship, it would have been a whole different dynamic when it came to the idea of getting married. They 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 got into this, you know, position on their own as well. They didn't find a way to get out of that. They were unwelcoming to you. They certainly didn't become loving and engaging. So you don't own this. They kind of own it on their own. And I totally agree. That's why we're friends. Uh, yeah, it's it's on the husband to go deal with his family, to let him know. So I know this is, I think now so more than ever, it's kind of a common theme where at least on my TikTok, um, and even just conversations with friends and Justin and everyone, eloping is actually becoming like more of a thing. Uh, You see videos and people are like, what's the number one regret about having your wedding? And they're like, having the wedding. We wish we just would have eloped. And I made a joke about it one day with my mom. And I was like, well, me and Justin, what if we just eloped? And she goes, I would kill you. (laughs) Like she wants to be there for my wedding. So say his parents are like that and then they hold it against them. Do you have any advice for kind of digging themselves out of that hole and maybe Do I have any advice for digging? Yeah. The, the, well, how do you, you know, how do you get past that if they are upset about this elopement? The time. You know, the, the when the baby shows up, I do know one thing, a lot of dynamics change as soon as the baby's on, you know, is there. And the parents are going to have to get on the boat. Mm-hmm. And you can say, you know, I, I'm sorry that we did. We did, you know, I'm sorry we, you feel that we left you out and we eloped. It was not intention to leave you out. It was a spur of the moment thing. We, we felt it. We wanted to do it. And we did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we want you to be a part of our children's life, our family. If you want to be a part of our life, all you have to do is engage with us. Also, it sounds like the parents certainly never accepted uh, you as a a daughter-in-law or a a daughter. Uh, But I think, I wonder if the fact that they know that you're pregnant, if that is also kind of a stressor for the parents because they know you're pregnant, but they don't know you're married. And Mm. maybe in some way they're blaming you instead of this being a joyous time for all um, for you to have a baby and for the two of you to have a baby that um, they might feel better about it, even though you think, and you might be right that they don't like you or they don't want to accept you. Uh, Once they know that you're married, it might turn things around. Yeah. Especially if they're that more traditional family. 
I mean, there's a lot of people. I mean, we talked about a couple episodes ago and I, I cried because I was so traumatized by it. But there's a lot of people out there that are still very much so you don't have kids out of wedlock. And so I could see that actually impacting this for sure. Insightful because I'm so accepting of people married or not married. It, it didn't cross my mind at that moment. You, you've certainly brought that to the table and I, I think you have a good point. Yeah, it could be the case here. But this again falls back on the husband Yes, to go make this announcement and let's see where it goes from there. Let us know. Yeah, keep us posted. Okay, I have one last one, and then I'm turning the reins over to Justin. He's going to come in for a couple of stories because we can't leave him out. He's having no. he's having FOMO over there. I can see it. I can see it in his eyes. Okay, so this next one. My 24 female parents, 54 male and 50 female, have been married for 26 years. I love them both, but now that I'm an adult with some emotional intelligence, my father is awful to my mother. He consistently comments on her weight, spending habits, how she doesn't spend enough time with him, and so much more. A few years ago, when I first noticed his behavior and recognized it as toxic, I told my mom how I didn't like the way my dad was treating her, but how I also really didn't want them to split up. I was like 18, and I 100% shouldn't have said this, as it could have made her stay in a toxic relationship out of guilt. How do I tell her now that I actually want her to leave my dad? My mom is a lively woman who is just so fun to be around, always laughing. I love her so much, and she doesn't deserve to be put down this way. She definitely deserves better in life, but I feel like my dad will never have it better if she leaves. I feel sad for him, but if he hasn't changed in the last two decades, he won't, period. How do I bring this up to my mom? Is it even my place? My you, turn? You can go first. <laughs> we'll let you have it this time. Yeah. So I was listening to this and yeah. I was thinking, you know, I know my daughter. I know my daughter. Now, let's, 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 let me ask you a question. You saw, this is a different dynamic that you typically saw, but if, if you grew up in a, in, in a relationship where you saw that was, it was truly toxicity and the, your, your dad was really abusive to your mom, would you tell your mom to stay in that relationship or would you go to your dad and say, dad, you are treating mom like shit. Would you stick your nose into it or would you go to mom and say, mom, you got to have a discussion with dad? What would, what way, what would you do? Um, you know, we have had certain times in my life, me and my siblings, we've had times in our lives where our mom hasn't been in the best relationship and we've outright said like, this isn't good. This isn't healthy for you. But that Whether, wasn't your, but it wasn't your biological, it wasn't no, your dad. No, but I mean- I think this writer has realized now with age, I do want them to be done. I want them to split up. So if that's the feeling, I think she should totally tell her mom. I think, you know, when she was 18 and said, I don't want you guys to split up. Mm -hmm. That's kind of every kid, kid's fear. Like, I don't want my parents to split up. Like, I want a whole family. But then when you grow up and you realize... But nothing there tells you to go to the go to your dad and say, Dad, you know, 
I watch how you how you talk to mom. So do you become mom's advocate by going to dad or do you leave it up to mom? You just discuss it with mom and say, mom, what the hell are you doing? You're being abused. And God. Yeah, I think, you know, you could have a conversation with the two of them. But if he is being abusive, you should talk to the victim, not the abuser. Okay. Because the abuser might just get sneakier with his abuse. That's my opinion. Okay. So I, I have always, a I have thought on that too. Yeah. Um, first of all, I do believe that when you of course, when you're 18, none of this is your responsibility. None of this is is you know, it's not your job to be able to do this. Um but if if you at that point in time, there's so many reasons that the mom might have felt that she needed to stay together. It, it might have been what she thought was best for the family. If you would have gone to your father at that time, I don't think it would have helped. But if you would have gone to your father to try to see if you can change him, I would understand that. I don't think I don't think he would have changed no matter what you what you did. So that wouldn't really maybe have been a solution. Now, I agree that the question is, the dad's out of the picture. The, the question is, should you go to your mom or not? And I think in talking with your mom, if you decide to do that, it should be, mom, what do you want? What are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you mind sharing with me the reasons you decided to stay together with dad? And what do you think would be the best for you? And I'm here to support you and help you Bingo. in what you want to achieve. Don't think that if you stayed together because of me, don't think that you need to continue to do that. If you, if you, if you think it's best for you to move on, I'll help you with that. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and when I asked you the question, I wanted to see what, where you were, just curiosity, but I always do believe that you should certainly go to your mom and say, I'm here to support you. Yeah. 100%. Well, and I think the way you just put that is honestly the perfect way to go about mm-hmm. it because, you know, we've said it again, it takes a lot to leave abusive relationships. You know, there's... There's a number seven. It takes seven attempts usually. And I don't know if this relationship is truly abusive or, you know, it sounds like it to me, but I don't want to make our writer feel really bad about this. So, you know, based on what we have, it doesn't seem healthy. And I think the way you put it, Jimmy, where just like, you know, are you happy? What do you want? Like, you know, why did you stay? Could you tell me like, you know, what do you want out of your relationship or whatever? I think that puts things in a way where the mom isn't going to get defensive and try to protect the dad. No, your dad isn't that bad. No, your dad, you know, he's okay. I love him. Because I think a lot of moms do that for their kids. I know my mom did with my bio dad. My mom always wanted me to have a good vision of my dad and think he was a really good guy and kind of hide the dark parts to him and his alcoholism and all this stuff. And I think a lot of moms and parents will do that for the other partner. And so going at it the way you said, I think prevents that from possibly happening. I agree. Yeah. Wow. You nailed that one. 
He All did. Right. Wow. Okay. We do just have um, a little extra info. We'll just make sure it's not going to change the advice you two give. Mm-hmm. Um, but ideal outcome is honestly, I wish my mom would tell me that she loves my dad for who he is for all of his frustrating faults and all. I've talked to her about this topic numerous times and she's never said anything along those lines, more like tolerance and the comfort that comes with routine, I guess. They have never been physically affectionate in front of us, brother and I. To me, their relationship always seemed more like best friends when I was younger. Now as an adult, it's just a weird marriage to me and not exactly what I would want my children to perceive as healthy. The question is, how does this affect her for her idea of marriage, and as she as she grows older and has and looks for a relationship, is her impact from this that is going to negatively affect her, or are you only only let it affect you positively to find the right person? Yeah, and and allow yourself to to have a good marriage. And I'm and gonna say positive. I think that last sentence there. Now, as an adult, it's just a weird marriage to me, and not exactly what I would want my children to perceive as healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of answers that where. And I I think it's interesting because you hear all the time that these things continue from generation to generation. If if this is how your mom was treated, you expect to be treated this way. But you obviously have nailed the problem and you see how it has not only uh, affected your mom's life, but affected your life too. And I don't think you're going to put up with anybody that treats you this way and you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Justin, you got a tough act to follow over here because I think, uh, I think they've been crushing it on these first three, but we'll let Justin take over. I can see he's, you know, really missing out over there. Yeah. Well, he's looks pretty busy. I know. (laughs) I know he's, he's got some FOMO. I can tell. So should we snap and then, do you want to do your little snap trick? Oh. Or are we going to do this one? Wow. Magical. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I never magic. thought I'd make you appear. Yeah, me either. <laughs> the threat was always I was going to make you disappear. He's told me that since we first met. I don't know He's why. He's going to make me disappear. I know. I said I, I can make you disappear. Yeah, that's right. You're the most sane one of all of us. <laughs> Well, I've had the opportunity to get to know Jimmy this week after hearing about him for years and years and years and years. So he does exist and we've had a great time. So I'm excited to be a part of this too. And we're glad to have you a part of us. You're okay. now part of the fraternity. You're now a, you're now a little brother to us, to Sammy. I've always wanted to be in a fraternity. Psych. Psych. Okay. Number four. Hi, everyone. First of all, I wanted to say a big thank you for making this podcast. It's not only helpful, but also a great way to not feel alone when I'm all by myself. Uh, For my story, I, 19 female, am madly in love with my best friend, 19 male, and I don't know how to get over him. We've been friends for a little over six years now, and we've always had kind of a flirtatious friendship. A few years ago, he admitted that he likes me, and I admitted my feelings too. But because of long distance and time differences, we both decided to not be in a relationship. They never crossed the bridge. From then on, it's been hot and cold. We chat, talk, everything is fine. Just like it used to be, but the next day it's like I don't exist to him. He recently found a girlfriend, 
And I'm all for it because all I want for him is to be happy and content. But I can't help feeling jealous and depressed by the thought of him being in a relationship with that girl while he admitted his feelings to me and still keeps contact with me. I feel like sort of a backup girl for him. I don't want to lose the friendship by any means, but I need help getting over him. Any advice? Here, the way the way that the the write-in is, I would say that this relationship that he's involved with now is a is a fresh relationship, and you know, I'm not telling you that you shouldn't go on with your life and accept your friendship with him as it is, but if something is meant to be, time will really tell this thing. So don't have to put someone out of your life because of you know, they're going on with their life yet to be friends. Typically what happens when you get involved with the right person that will, if this person is the right person for him and they end up having a a long-term relationship and get married and have 22 kids and the whole thing that goes along with it, I guarantee at one point you are going to find something that's going to release in your mind and you will allow, you will enable somebody else to come in your life and take that, that portion of, 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 of space in your heart and your relationship with him will develop stronger as a friendship because of the time you've had together and in that investment. And it won't have that intimate flirtatious, uh, uh, sweetness or, uh, aspect in that relation. It'll be truly more real temptation and, and, and non-physical and that will develop. So I'm not telling you to, to certainly cancel him out of your life. I'm saying give it time to let everything come to full fruition of what can develop here because you just don't know. You know, the the it's just not over yet. Um, but again, you can't hold your life off because of that. You must go out and date. You must go out and meet people. You must al- uh, allow people into your heart to see if if the if there is a man out there that will or a person out there that will fulfill all the the aspects of, of your needs and make you complete as you would like to feel, to have that person in your life that you can have that best friend, that intimate partner, and all, all the healthy things that come along with it. Well, uh, I have some, some thoughts and some questions, really. Number one, when you are on a date and you're, trying to get yourself out there and have a good time and maybe have a relationship, are you able to even have the beginning stages of a relationship without thinking of him and that you'd rather be with the other person? Uh, how, how your thoughts of the person that you believe that you might be in love with is affecting your possible current relationships, uh, that is key. It, and if it, if it is affecting it and you can't get over it, then you, you might want to take steps to do something about it. What I don't know is, I, I understand it's a long distance relationship, but don't know what either of your career, what your careers are, and don't know if it's uh, possible, or if you've looked at the idea of one of you moving to be closer to the other. Um, obviously, that might be difficult, or you would have already done it. But 
if if it does come to pass that uh, that you're both not dating anyone, you might want to consider if you can take time off or if the other person could take time off for you to go and have an extended visit and see if a, if a relationship could develop. And maybe one of you can move uh, to that other city. Right. She's, but she has professed her feelings to him. She did say, I have deep, deeper feelings for you. And we've had some of this before in the past. And we kind of say, when that happens, you kind of have to respect that person's boundary, not to make them feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that gets to be a part of it. So yes, you are correct. I I agree that if they, uh, if he finds that this isn't the relationship, he, he knows where she is. They can enter that conversation and that dialogue. But until that conversation happens, she really has to allow other people in her life mm-hmm. and to see if that fulfillment can, can supersede the specialness that she has there. There might be something you know else that might be stronger. It, it's almost like I've always believed that when the person isn't there, they are more perfect than mm. if they were there because you still live... We forget the bad shit. Living in a dream world. We we forget the bad crap. We only think about the 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 the, an, the angelic mm-hmm. things that they that that they personify. I mean, I've had relationships where those people have been gone, and I've gone back and go, God, they were so great. And then I go, God, they were really monsters. <laughs> God, the person was really out of their fucking mind. What was I? What am I thinking? Think of think of the whole picture. And then you got to put it back in perspective. I, yes, but I think step number one is if this is really how you feel and you feel as though you cannot proceed just jumping back to friends because these feelings are holding you back, Mm -hmm. you're going to need to get distance, not physical distance, but like no contact type distance. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can stay being you know, talking every day type friends and get over this to be able to pursue other people because you are 19. And though, yes, there are people that meet at 19 or younger and have successful long-term relationships, it's pretty rare. Right. It's more rare than like your mid-20s. And I also agree to the fact that you distance yourself. And here's, here's the good thing about it. If you are talking, I'm not. I really wasn't digesting. They're still talking daily, but if they are really that connected, cutting that off, he may realize at that point in time, as much as you may realize you can go on with your life and you've cut that that cord, he may realize I really missed the shit out of her and I'm making a huge mistake and I have to deal with this and and and, and get more serious about it. Sure, but at the very least, you're you you're if that doesn't happen, you're preserving the fact that a friendship could still exist in the future. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you don't get that distance and you don't try this, which still, if if you guys are this close as friends, I think they'll understand. I mean, yeah, you got to say, I got to do this for me. I know it's like not ideal, but I'm kind of hung up on this. Like just be super real and that will keep the option yes for a relationship in the future open but you just can't count on it yeah but you you're right about one thing you must you must be totally honest with within what you're doing and why you're doing it 
So everyone's on the same planet because if you guys do care for one another, you only want the best for one. You don't want to hang anybody up. There's, there's, it's all being done for the proper reasons. Right. And I have to say at 19, I would have never come to that on my own. I would have never thought I need to just say all my feelings and exactly what the situation is and maybe ask for space. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would have done that. I so, didn't have the maturity back in, when I was 19. Right. But now, you know, 10 years later, I'm like, that it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And it would work. I think it would work very well. But good luck to you. Yes. Let, let us know how things go. We always want to know, you know with all of you how things go. And sometimes I will also invite you to join our Patreon to to group to group counseling because this is where we can ask questions and we can talk to you about it and we can get really all some of the questions answered that we're really trying to know that we kind of have to put in our brain that maybe this is what they're thinking but that way we can really ask what are you thinking that's right all right let's go to the next one okay number five five this is it isn't it yes okay Hi, everyone. Big fan of the podcast, and I really appreciate all of your perspectives. I would love some advice about inviting significant others on family vacations. I, female 25, have been dating my boyfriend, also 25, for five and a half years now. Just due to this stance, we have never gone on a family vacation together with my family. We just had started dating around the time of one trip, and then another trip didn't work with his work schedule but we have gone on a trip together with his family. Recently, my mom brought up the idea of a family vacation and I noticed she included her boyfriend, they've been dating about a year, in the plans but didn't include mine or mention anything about him. I totally understand that at times parents may just want to spend time with their children, but is it weird that she isn't automatically including my boyfriend when he has been around way longer than hers? My mom has a great relationship with my boyfriend, so I don't see it as a personal issue with him, but I'm a little upset that I still feel like I have to ask permission to include my boyfriend in family activities when my mom just declares hers is coming to things. Any thoughts on the matter are appreciated. Well, I'm going to let him go first. I have all kinds of thoughts. (laughs) Well, first of all... um, because you're the king of family vacations. <laughs> <laughs> I love vacations, love vacationing with family. Uh, no vacation is a bad vacation. Uh, it could be something very simple. It could just be that it's been five years. There's never been a family vacation that included him. So it's just not something that your mom thought of. I would think that that you that uh, he would have been included. It doesn't seem any reason, but I mean, it could be something simple. It might not be, there might not be any uh, ill intent behind it. And I would just have a conversation and say, this is, this vacation sounds like a great idea. I think it would be a wonderful time for all of us to be together on vacation. Isn't he, isn't he the politician? He's so, he's, you're such an, I'm going to push you a little further here. Sure. (laughs) What could be the other side of the fence? (laughs) In, in some situations, the mother might not want him to be included, but in this situation, the writer said that, uh, that her boyfriend and the mom get along very well. They did. So I don't see that there 
I, I think that the mom just made a mistake and in not including him and didn't mean anything about it. I, I, I have a different tact. I have a different thought. I have a feeling the mom just really wants uh, you to have to be, make it a family vacation and include him because she wants to make sure that he is welcomed the boy that the mom's boyfriend is welcome into the family and gets to spend time and and dominate her kids, you know, her, you know, her offspring. And really is this is focused about the mom's boyfriend and the mom's relationship. I do believe that you should go to your mom and say, you know, mom, I really glad that we're going to do this family vacation. And I, I'm glad we get this. Imagine the mom's boyfriend is Jack that, you know, we get to spend more time with Jack, but I want Jack to also be able to enjoy all of us. And all of us does mm. include the man that's in my life for the last five years. And I want Dave to be, a, and, and, and I would really hope that you will, you didn't mean not to invite Dave, that you want Dave to be a part of this family as right. well in this vacation, because the totally. more the merrier. That is, that's the way I see it. Now, I may not have, a, you know, approaches as, as sweet and play, because you are the most gentle, not a bad bone in your body. No one has any agendas, but I'm, I'm not that nice. <laughs> I hope this one is rather, I mean, it, it seems rather simple on the surface. I hope it stays that way. Yeah. I hope it's just some simple like, oh, I just thought this, but yeah, that sounds great. Instead of it leading into this really big like drama. Right. Um, because I literally, I think maybe even two years in, you were starting to call me family. Mm -hmm. Like, actually, I think it was, I don't even remember when it was, cause it feels like it's just been ever since I've known you, but it's just so weird that like five and a half years in, if that was the intention, I feel like as the mom, I would have brought it up and said, you know, I would love for it to just be us three for these reasons, but to just gloss over the fact that someone that's been around for five and a half years, who at that point, that seems like it's going, you know, I don't know their, their situation, but that's five and a half years is still can you, five and a half years. Can you imagine us going on a family vacation and, and you were, and, and I went to Morgan, Morgan, gee, we're going to have a vacation and it's going to be you, uh, Taylor and I'm bringing my new girlfriend along. And exactly, and if it, if you were trying to just do a trip with the kids, your kids, then I'd be like, cool, makes sense, right? Yeah, but you're my kid too, so I I know. But you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, if you want to do it with just Morgan Taylor and yeah. Matt or whoever, as soon as like a girlfriend what gets I, what involved, whatever. I just wanted to leave Morgan out and just take you and Taylor and Matt. I'm not getting involved in that one. <laughs> that's, that's not my battle, but. <laughs> Never, so, never, never. <laughs> um, uh, Morgan just said it feels like it's gone on too long for it to not be intentional, which this is just such a weird like hill to die on. This is such a weird place to make a stance. Like no. we're going on a trip without him. I think that if she just if she approaches the way that I that I originally came out, you know, my my first yeah. thought came out of my mouth and just said, you know, mom, I know that you probably did this because you wanted to have it just to be. I respect, you know, I, as much as I, 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 I like, I, I respect what your intentions were. It, it's important to me to let you really recognize that Dave is, 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 is part of me and we are all family. It's been that long yep. and we all want to get to know, we all want to become an appreciative of Jack. So let's just, 
let's just do it that way. And then mom really has no answer to that. There's no response that can counter that thought. I will share a, just a it, I look at that as a chess move. Yeah. Well, a conversation for sure. Checkmate. Here's the little last little bit of info. We got more. Then we'll see how we feel. I could maybe see finances as a reason to not include my boyfriend if my mom is thinking about paying for my brother and I to attend. But I wonder why she wouldn't just mention my boyfriend would have to pay on his own. Mm -hmm. I'm totally fine with him and I figuring out his financial situation separately if that is the issue. Also, not sure if this re is relevant, but my boyfriend and I do live together and have been for the last year and a half. There you go. It could be finances. I, you know? It definitely and the could fact be that their mind went there, they would know their mom the best. So maybe that is. And that's also, again, just but, a simple conversation. But that's healable. Yes. Totally, totally fixable. And also, uh, I don't know what the what type of place they're going to be staying, but if it's going to be her and her brother and the mom and her boyfriend, you're talking about three rooms anyway. Well, this woman's 20, 25 years old. Is that her age? Yep. She is, she's not going to have a room with her brother. Mm -mm. Right, right. I mean, it would be her own room anyway. It, right. So it's- That's it, my it, point. It, there's no difference in costs. Yeah. Or sleep on the couch. Like you can make these these trips work. But yeah, I, I I just really think that the person with the and I again I'm not in the mother's shoes. I mean I really can't say it, but I have been there in some of these family dynamics, and some of the shit is kind of like this. And I just it was ringing my bells. Mm. Well, I I really really want an update on this one because I'm just curious, like what's gonna happen. Good. So I want to thank everyone for joining us on this episode. Uncle Jimmy, thanks for showing up. Yeah. It's, I, I know you were kind of kidnapped from Florida, Morgan <laughs> in the middle of the night. You know, we we're having, I was dropping Morgan and Justin off for a, an evening of tacos and a, and a cocktail a block from here. And Morgan said, uh, it's my birthday. I'm going to get Uncle Jimmy to come out. And I said, good luck. <laughs> and as she sent a ticket, he was calling me back and saying, how did she fake this? <laughs> you guys are pulling it. I go, she, she point blank said, go download the app and, 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 you know, check in because your flight's in two hours from now. And so. And then you appeared. And he was on the plane. She goes, will he be on the plane? I said, once he figures out the ticket's real, he'll be on the plane. It was a great decision. I'm thrilled. I couldn't be more thrilled that, that Morgan did this. And I'm, grateful to be uh, included and i certainly have always felt a part of the family and now i feel uh this has just been fantastic so, so now in our in our father knows family and and two hot take family we you've all got to meet uncle jimmy so you get to refer to him in the comments as uncle jimmy and he will, will end out of 62 episodes you will have been only the fourth guest wow so you are, you, you are amongst a, a very, very special, special group because you are, you're my brother, you're, you are family and I love you very much. And I'm so glad we've had our friendship and it's been never a moment has our friendship ever been compromised. I will tell you guys a quick story before we finally sign off. You know, we are our rare friendship and, and that doesn't mean that we've never frustrated one another. I don't think there's a friendship out there that you haven't had growth and growth becomes from tension sometimes and working the muscle. But Jimmy is a very, um, as you see the way he speaks, 
not a bad bone in this guy's body. So when he gets to the part where he's really hurt or frustrated, he writes letters. And he gets his thoughts. He takes a lot of time to write these letters. And they're lengthy, trust me. No matter if it's good or bad, they're lengthy. And Jimmy has one time in all the years of our friendship wrote a three-page that describes his frustration in, in, in our friendship. And it certainly, it was a great way to talk about the frustration, talk about the problem, address the problem in a healthy way, solve, came to a solution because when you read a letter, you, you, you just, all you can do is take it in. You can't comment back mm-hmm. and it works. So I commend you because there's lessons that you taught me that I have actually shared with people that have come from you, from that kind of behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've actually suggested to write letters because mm-hmm. it's worked for you and your life so well. Yeah. Like I didn't, I've never written no, a letter. No, but but <laughs> you've received them. I've gotten one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a doozy. Too. It was a doozy. Anyway, so with that note, I want to thank you all for for joining my family and letting us uh, into your into your life and becoming part of your family. And uh, tune in. We have a Patreon coming up right behind this, so sign on in and let's uh, have you join Patreon. And uh, don't forget the last the last uh, piece or request from me is I'm going for that 100,000 subscriber goal. Please, please subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything. You'll just get a notice saying that we have a new episode coming out that we we suggest that if you'd like to watch it. And, it and if re- you like Jimmy, guess who's on all four Patreon stories this month? Uh, Uncle Jimmy. Wow, that's <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> so on that note, Yay. good night, good evening. And uh, some for some of you, it's good morning because you're you're the first ones to watch us at 1201 <laughs> yeah. uh, when, when these guys finally release it. So we love you all and thanks a lot. Good night. Good night. <laughs>